Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire cartoon fan podcast. This is episode 330, and today we'll be talking about Smashazores from Glitch Techs. I'm GC13. And I'm David. Insert <laughs> Smashing! <laughs> this is uh, Nigel Thornberry's favorite episode by far. There's a lot of smashing involved, or maybe, you know, I'm gonna wreck it could be just as easily inserted multiple hmm. times throughout this podcast. That would be a great crossover. They had Wreck-It Ralph in that one Sonic Racing game. They could have Ralph in a Smashazores game. He'd fit right in. How have I not seen a YouTube poop with Nigel Thornberry's head atop <laughs> Ralph's in random parts of that movie? I think uh, I should do that before this podcast comes out. So anyway, Glitch Text episode, what is this? Is this the fourth episode Four. of Glitch Text? I feel like I... Uh, have loved this show forever, and I just, I purposefully am holding off every episode, like, this is it. I've only watched up to episode four, because I, I want to make this thing last as long as possible. And each time I get to unwrap an episode to do a podcast about it, man, it's the best, it's the best gift. I never open anything better. It's like Christmas every few weeks. And there's just so much in this episode. I Like, all of my notes are just about... Every aspect. <laughs> I'm like, I have millions of things to say about the music and the visuals and the characters. Brad Breek was on point this episode. I like bringing in Casino. I like the development of Mitch being, you know, a true jerk. And I can't say I agree with Five that he's a frenemy. He does work on the team of the, well, quote, good guys. But he is an enemy by any other name. <laughs> he's, he's not a good guy. Do like how he ran away with his weird open leg thing there at the end. <laughs> that was, I, I loved, I loved watching the way he ran away. I mean, that was, Waluigi, that was right? Stuff. That's the wall. I mean, that's running like Waluigi. I, I can't see anything else. Now, what I think the most crucial revelation about glitch text that this episode gave us was that their gauntlets have a dedicated cat bubble button. I love that button. Or at least Miko's does, or Miko found the dedicated cat button, which, you know, unlike Steven's bubble from Steven Universe, th this one will actually cause you to suffocate. Although I guess Steven at one point considered he might suffocate when he was in space in a bubble. But nonetheless, it happened to mention a few minutes. So, you know, physics, love it, science, something. Physics isn't the right word. Also, <laughs> thinking of music. And thinking of last week talking about the saxophone series of Summer Camp Island episodes, and I was talking about, you know, symphonic playing along with the show type scoring. This episode started so strong. The opening sequence fighting against the piranha monster was just like, yeah, the music is exciting, snappy, sharp, rock, electric guitar. But it when they want to, they can't do it the whole time. But like the beginning, everything's timed with every action they're doing. Every time there's a pause in the fight. Or Miko does something awesome. You know, there's a just slamming, riffing on the guitar. Like, it's so good. It draws you in so fast. Nothing weak <laughs> about how it opened. That was a good encounter. I, I feel so sorry for that glitch, though. Not only does it have to fight the glitch text, but it has to fight the most unprofessional glitch text around. I mean, Casino displayed more professionalism during his game of Smashazars than Five did, you know, protecting the city from a glitch. You know, at least Casino has the professionalism to hang up when he's under attack I, I like that you say professionalism because i was thinking about how we're only four episodes in and i think about you know teams like team avatar 
where they were inexperienced but clearly talented. And this duo is, I mean, they are clearly talented video game players, and that has somehow miraculously <laughs> translated to their real-life physical performance. And I think it's hilarious. They're, they're learning how to be glitch techs, but they are already unbelievably <laughs> good and powerful. And I, yeah, I mean, Mitch can come in behind them sometimes, but for the most part, they're as competent or more competent than him in some ways. And they aren't really struggling outside of like their first mission. You know, they can already handle the ultra rare body infecting glitches. I, I want to see where this team can go next because they already, I feel like they can already kind of kill it. You know? Yeah, they're they're definitely. Oh, oh, you'll like the you'll like the next episode then if you wanna if you wanna talk about putting the squad over. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I I'm fine with them not getting challenged for now. I'm sure at some point they will face a challenge greater again than they can uh, face. But I mean, <laughs> the stakes are there. My mind immediately went to a particular episode. I'm I'm excited to unwrap that gift someday. <laughs> well. <sighs> This particular challenge comes in a shape that I promise you, you won't expect. Oh, I'm very excited. Okay, also, so opening sequence, fighting the multi-head piranha beast thing, pretty good. Fighting Casino on the bridge, pretty good. But we also have, like, a highway chase scene in here. We have more, they come up with new games to show us, right? We have the, is it just called Smash... Zors? What is the name of the game? Yeah, I, I don't think th- I don't think they ever differentiate any of the Smash Zors games. So it's just Smash Zors, right? Whichever version is currently in the arcade, because they talk about them like there are multiple games, but there's no like Smash Zors Four or you know Smash Zors Return to Extinction, which is an awesome subtitle. Someone should use that one. <laughs> I I like that. You know, I say it's nonstop action, but you you can look at the timeline of the episode and it really is nonstop action between the opening fight, the car chase and the final showdown on the bridge with everything in between confronting Mitch, etc. And then they still have time to also give us like gorgeous. It, it The show is freaking gorgeous. I love the scenery around the bridge, the trees in this episode. I'm looking at the trees. I love how the leaves look on the trees. Did you notice the trees, GC? Because I couldn't stop looking at them. No, I did not notice the trees. What I noticed was like <laughs> the most savage boop of all time that Miko landed on Mitch there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mitch really got owned in this episode, you know? Uh, except if you cr- if you thrash his car around, it, it doesn't matter. It just is... Back to being a very yeah, nice I, that, that was a very interesting thing. You know, it shows just how new Five is to being a glitch tech. He he assumes that by damaging Mitch's car, uh, he just wanted to let the air well, out of yeah. the tires. Maybe Mitch wouldn't have noticed that, but Mitch is like, oh, whatever. The freedom of twenty plus minute cartoons—you get to just let the air out of the tire and let that, you know, that beautiful whether it was a whoopee cushion or balloon, something just farting the most beautiful sound for, you know, five to eight seconds. I love it. But then, of course, Casino smashes it up. Okay, was Mitch going to kill Casino, though? Wait a minute. So I'm just thinking. (laughs) We had Casino call five and Miko superheroes. He became a Smashazora's character. Mm -hmm. And 
Five referred to him as his hermano, his brother. You know, obviously not his real brother, but... So we have Super Smash Brothers. I... There's no way that was intentional. No way at all. But I love it. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I love that. I freaking... I'm pretty sure I said this exact phrase before in a previous episode. I love how your brain works, and I freaking love that. They are the Super Smash Bros. You're so right. There's so much... There's so much... I mean, you you already mentioned Waluigi. I know. There's so much meme potential. Why are we not... Look, you, you're the idea guy. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm the GIMP guy. I'll open GIMP. We'll get some stuff out there. This is the content 2021 needs. Oh my God. It's a new year time for new memes, baby. New memes. You know, there, there is my obligatory. I have to, I have to discover something new about an episode every time we go to, go to podcast about it. And I, I was worried that, oh, maybe I'm not going to find one this episode, but this one, this one is keeping the current streak going. I noticed that the girl whose, you know, game spawned that piranha monster, she actually makes her way to Joystick Jr. and watches them play Smashasaurus for a minute there. So, she was mm. in the crowd for a bit. Okay. I, uh, that, that was fun. So back to a concern I have. Was Mitch going to kill Casino? Did he, was he, was that the plan all along? <laughs> I'm really concerned about like so. assessing Mitch's evilness level. No, I I don't th- I don't think I don't think he can because Word of God says that they can't revive dead people, and there's there's got to be something saying you can't kill randos. But I like, guess th- that's got to be in the employee handbook somewhere. But so Miko and Five were only concerned about the well-being, right, of Casino. They weren't concerned about preserving their exp or whatever like that's what yeah. mitch wanted and i'm not sure like they were trying to keep him away from mitch i don't know if that would help them it seems like mitch could have just taken the glitch out but he was just aiming a you know a weapon was that weapon just gonna not harm him maybe they were just concerned uh... about injury i don't know it just kind of seems like mitch was in the right except for you know his reason they were they were probably worried about all the pain he was going to cause to Casino in the process, because, I mean, Five knows more than anyone that memory erasure isn't complete. The memories are there buried. So maybe they, maybe they don't want that somewhere logged within Casino's brain, the memory of being shot up by Mitch. I, I like that you're taking into consideration that there's some... <laughs> there's like a philosophical question there. If you experience a lot of pain, but then you forget it, does it matter? Like, if I undergo a surgery and I, you know, instead of get being sedated before the surgery starts, what if I undergo the surgery conscious and then take the pill afterwards? That makes me forget. Like, is there a problem there? <laughs> Would that be like unethical for doctors to do? This depends entirely on when we ask you the question. Well, yeah, and in this case, I guess Casino didn't, like, consent to have his body being taken over. And, you know, the doctor at the time is Mitch, and he's deciding whether or not, uh, you know, he can do a thing. I bet if you asked Mitch, he would say, who cares? Give him a pill afterwards. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Mitch is definitely not one of the informed consent kind of doctors. He's definitely, uh... He's a house. He's a house. For sure. Mm. No? Not that intense. I, I was I was gonna go much worse, famous doctor, but let's oh, go okay. with let's go with House. Sure. Meanwhile, I you know so Mitch, 
I don't know. Does he get more evil in this episode? Probably not. Five gets a little more confident. I already said that they are super talented fighters and capable of their jobs, but he he stands up a little bit to Casino, even though he does feel bad. He's willing to, you know, fight and I don't know, it just looked cool. They also he ha- he was kind of looking down at the cameras in such a way that it like made made his hair poof super tall. It's like a very <laughs> felt very anime moment as he prepared to be like, no, I'm I'm gonna stop stop you here. It's it's just interesting. Uh, you like where he where he caught the caught the rock and then crumbled it? Yes, with his I, little plaster. I loved that. That was awesome. Yeah, he just he got to be you know he got to be a little badass. It was cool. I like it because he's always you know more unsure, more whatever. I mean, he was he was definitely going off script. He's the one who went off plan to take the call from Casino. You know, Five loves plans. I know. You know, seeing him deviate. Meanwhile, the synergy between Miko and the bird is yes <laughs> has dramatically increased. I love the integration. Miko is always confident <laughs> in what she does, and that has just continued. And I think yeah, they're getting a lot of utility out of that out of that bird. A lot of love. Oh yeah, that that is worth every point of XP that they spent on her. Again, we also had the time this episode to see Miko's tongue stretch out. for five to ten seconds that was awesome you know i was like how far can she stretch that thing to touch that touch screen she did it the track name for that song is miko's battle by the way (laughs) i didn't just in case you were wondering i did not realize that i that there are tracks are these on like soundcloud or something is are the artists cool like that he he posted them to his youtube account okay okay i like that and now i need to go look at the track names uh, I mm, I need to look at who's writing the music too. Brad Breek of We Bear Bears fame. Ah, oh, the guy is wonderful. Do they do they feature his name at the start of episodes? Uh, in the I, opening credits? I don't think so. Yeah, that's a darn that's a darn shame. He's definitely in the closing credits, but there was someone who pointed out on YouTube that they do that in Hey Arnold. They always say like music by Jim Lang and. Now I want that to happen all the time. I feel like Avi and Sarashu in Steven Universe were always featured in the end credits, not yeah. in the title card. But the title cards are much shorter in Steven. Yeah, I figure if Ivy and Sarashu aren't covered in the opening, then I guess Brad Breek is in good company, at least. Yeah, yeah, I guess. This is the thing that makes like Glitch Tech so awesome, is that the music is amazing and every aspect of the show is amazing. <laughs> like there isn't a piece I don't love. The music is so strong. The visuals, because I'm just staring at the trees, right, in this episode. Staring at the staring at the bridge at the sunset, right, before we go into our final showdown. It's just, it looks like a painting, just like the Steven Universe beautiful paintings, except this one's like 3D, because they sort of have 3D graphics in this, and it just looks so good. And I and I'm also, I, I was missing Samurai Jack, and this episode featured a lot of splits on the screen between characters facing off whether it was between you know miko or well mainly (laughs) mainly between casino uh and five and it just like all the times that we zoomed in on samurai jack's eyes in one sense they're using it in more comic booky way here but still it's so refreshing to have a show that like focuses on action and actually shows us the action but also shows us the feelings of the characters before we go into the fight and then also has ridiculous ones <laughs> like um 
I liked when Miko and Mitch were about to play chicken. Yes. That was a pretty good sequence. Yes, yes, that is exactly what I was thinking of. Mitch freaks out, though, right before, because he realizes, he realizes that Miko's serious. Oh, no, she's going for the cat button. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, it's so good. Like, they're both looking so intense, and then the last second, and they cut so fast. And so you're only seeing him freak out in single frames. So funny. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Mitch freaking out when she just, you know, portaled him and he just flies, you know, out of the portal over the road while Miko's talking to Bit. Oh, small moments where Bit identified himself to Miko and she's like, yeah, I know. What's up? She she could have killed him. There's a lot of disregard for how that portal technology works. Like his car was going how fast and was thrown off the side of a, a cliff. I don't know. Oh, come on. You can't kill Mitch Williams that easily. He's Mitch Williams for crying out loud. Apparently not. You know, I, he's got he's got his glitch tech on him. So, you know, I guess he somehow stopped. You know, if Squidward can survive a similar explosion after his face off with a jellyfish, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'll accept it. <laughs> Cartoon logic. Yeah, maybe maybe not Mitch's strongest episode. But again, his little... Rivalry with Miko this episode was great. I do like the the emotional core for this episode. I like the simple story of Casino being left behind. It's also a very real version of how, you know, kid friendships work. You're sort of at the mercy of your parents and your transportation methods and whatever, or not being at the same schools. So... You know, Casino just hasn't seen five for two years just because of circumstance. Although you'd think they're they're a pretty internet connected world. Yeah, not sure exactly. why they haven't been hanging out. You know, I it's interesting is there more there? And it, you know, <laughs> in that case, it makes Casino feel even worse. But maybe it's like that thing where you know you have this friend in your childhood, and then you don't see them, and you're a kid, and you just don't really think about connecting with them, and then later. When you have the opportunity, you're not thinking much of it. But meanwhile, Casino thought way more of it <laughs> the whole time. Oh, yeah, he right? did. Like, and that's, that's hurtful when you're the one who was waiting on a friend and they just happen to not think as much about it as you did. That's, you know, <laughs> which is yeah. why it's kind of sad that they reset his brain. Again... It's crazy to me that we are just resetting people's brains <laughs> in the show and not not questioning too hard the ethics of it. I mean, they do reconnect with him, though, but we lose all the development that happened. Yeah, that's okay. Every, everything worked out. Five was able to take a much better tack, so they avoided that landmine because rather than Casino realizing how regretful Five was, Five just expressed the regret immediately, so... And then Casino doesn't have to remember the time he almost killed Five and Miko. So, trade-offs, you know. Right, yeah, I guess if you don't have to remember killing, almost killing your friends, you don't have to remember all of your, you know, good times. <laughs> it's a quandary. It's definitely a quandary. <laughs> uh, let's see, who who would handle the Sonic Says segments here? I feel like Bergie <laughs> should handle the Sonic Says segments. Oh, man, I would love it. Ooh, or Bit. <laughs> yes, no, there you go. Bit capping off each episode with a Bit says. And it's it's going to be some discordant, you know, I don't really understand humanity, but I'm going to provide a moral for you anyway. Yeah, in that very optimistic tone. Also, Bit Bits? Is that is that the right? 
How about bits bits? Bits bits. Yeah, that's it has a nice symmetry. All right, bits bits it is. Anyway, guys, that's been us on Smashasaurs. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. It's been smashing. And if it was smashing, don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. And smash that like button. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.